the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So today is your last day to strike a blow for biblical marriage. If not, um, Republicans in the U.S. Senate, I said Republicans in the U.S. Senate, are going to go along with the appropriately Democratic uh, verbiage, the Respect for Marriage Act. If it's named by Democrats, you know it is not what it says it is. Harken back to the American Rescue Plan. Do you feel rescued? Economically, do you feel rescued since Joe Biden and an all-Democratic approving House and Senate passed the American Rescue Plan? No, we need rescued. Do you feel like inflation is uh, being reduced by the Inflation Reduction Act? No. Nor should you expect the Respect for Marriage Act to ultimately convey any respect for marriage. What the Respect for Marriage Act will do is protect same-sex marriage in law, and it will remove the religious protections currently in law. You have heard, of course, of the case in Colorado of the cake baker who was sued and had to go to the Supreme Court to have the right to say, you know, I don't approve of same-sex marriages, so I don't want to make a wedding cake for a same-sex wedding. He had to go all the way to the Supreme Court, Jack Phillips did, to defend his right to make cakes for who he wants to make cakes for. And the minute he won at the Supreme Court, the win was so narrow that he was called within the next month and asked to make a gender reveal cake. And guess what? He refused, and guess what? He wound up back in court again. They're clearly trying to put him out of business. They would like to put every Christian business, every Christian photographer, every Christian wedding planner every Christian uh, wedding venue. They'd like to put them out of, pl- out of business and exact an economic toll to punish people for standing up for biblical marriage. That's why it is so excruciatingly disappointing that Republican senators like Rob Portman of Ohio and Mitt Romney of Utah signed on to the inaptly named Respect for Marriage Act. So what can you do? Call Rob Portman's office. That's what you can do. Today, an email I just received. Today, the Senate is scheduled to vote, which would end consideration for additional amendments to the Respect for Marriage Act. Mike Lee, the senator from Utah. And you know he's a good senator because Romney would not endorse him in the election that Mike Lee just won to return to the Senate. Mike Lee has offered an amendment that would stiffen the protection of for religious liberty in this act. Now, I know you'll hear Portman and Romney and all the other Republican squishes who went along with this say, oh, it's it's very airtight when it comes to religious freedom. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. People like Jack Phillips and others would instantly, instantly lose the protections that they have fought for in court to protect. So, hopefully this is important enough to you to go to your phone's Google 
search or whatever search you have on your phone and search Rob Portman office phone and call it and register your protest. Now, I will place on my Facebook page, the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page, other links where you can call and have talking points so you can tell them. Just say, look, I don't want you to support this stupid act, this perversion of what marriage really is. Marriage is one man, one woman, forever to produce children. If it doesn't mean enough to you to rise up and make one phone call, then as the perverted sexual politics of the left take hold, And continue to escalate. And I have no doubt that the reason why abortions have proliferated in our country are because we have refused to stand up and take a stand against things that are unbiblical and evil when it comes to morality. Then don't bemoan where we end up as a culture. Don't bemoan transgender surgeries. Don't bemoan puberty blockers for minors. If you're not willing to stand up and make one phone call to a sitting U.S. senator and tell him that as one of his constituents, you oppose his position on this, then you've lost the right to protest later on. Now, the dispatch today has a long story about the proliferation of car thefts by juveniles in Columbus. Wow. Can't accuse them of ignoring a story for most of the year. November the 28th, they finally get around to doing a deep dive on why we're on pace for 10,000 car thefts in the city of Columbus. Amazing. Can't put one by the good old Columbus dispatch. Uh, They tell the story of a 17-year-old male who has five arrests for stealing cars and the fact that car thefts have increased in Columbus this year by one-third. One-third. The Kias and the Hyundais are the ones that are being stolen the most often because they're the easiest to steal. There's a design flaw. I mean, they say it's a design flaw that people can steal the car really easily. I mean, you're not supposed to steal a car. So I don't know that it's a design flaw. Like, if the car starts, that's what it's supposed to do, okay? The fact that you can use a phone charger to break the steering column on a car and then and then steal it. I mean, I suppose you could label that a design flaw, but to me... The steering column is, met, is not designed to be broken. So it indicates to me a mindset of criminality, not a flaw by Kia or Hyundai. That's why it's stupid and a waste of taxpayer money for Zach Klein, the city attorney, to sue Kia, Kia and Hyundai. Instead, why don't you go to your juvenile court, Zach Klein, and say, hey, why don't you start stiffening the penalties for these repeat offenders when they steal cars? Well, that might cause Zach Klein votes. That's why. Through August, a dispatch study found that 620 stolen vehicle cases were filed in Franklin County Juvenile Court this year. 620? I thought we were on pace for like thousands of cars. That's an increase over 2021 when 556 cars were stolen a whole year. Those numbers can't be right. This is a lot of verbiage, a lot of nothing. Basically what it boils down to is juvenile court is not doing what it needs to do to punish these kids. The headline was, teenagers have stolen thousands of cars in Columbus this year. What's the solution? And instantly, I, out loud, I said, punishment. Punishment. That's the solution. Punishment. The pain of doing it, change happens. Change happens. In any event, change happens. When the consequences of doing what you're doing are more painful than the consequences of changing. 
Think about it. Have we ever resolved to break off a relationship, lose weight, change jobs? The reason why you did that, the reason why you made a change was because the pain of continuing to do what you were doing was more than the pain of turning around and changing, quitting smoking, quitting drugs, whatever. You come to a breaking point where you're like, I've had enough of this. I can't stand this anymore. I know it's going to be hard to change, but changing is less hard than continuing to do what I'm doing. So if these kids are being taken to the juvenile detention facility and let out the same day, the same hour in some cases, that's not much of a deterrent to stop doing what they're doing. So I'll help you out, Monroe Tremblay, who spent an inordinate amount of time writing a story that tells me absolutely nothing. In answer to your headline, which I presume you did not write, teenagers have stolen thousands of cars in Columbus this year. What's the solution? Punishment. That's the solution. Very old school. And the reason it's old school is because it works. That's why. Exactly right. Now, today is Cyber Monday, which means there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of online deals to be had. Producer Pam, you're smiling. Are you a Cyber Monday shopper or are you all worn out from Black Friday? (laughs) Well, first of all, I did not shop per se on Black Friday. I went out later in the day and we picked up like one or two things well, that's still Black that Friday. we needed and we went out to dinner. Okay. But um no, I'm smiling because I already did all my online shopping last night. My husband was redoing my computer and I'm like, "Honey, I don't mean to pressure you, but <clears throat> I got online shopping to do. You Can go. you hurry up?" <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, there are some <sighs> things you are supposed to buy and some things you are not supposed to buy on Cyber Monday. Okay? Apparently, uh, these, according to major retailers, uh, Cyber Monday. Oh, this is just this is a breaking news headline. Cyber Monday is not the day to pay full price online. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Now, yes. Uh, what should you buy and what should you not buy on Cyber Monday? Uh, I will tell you next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Okay, so Cyber Monday, the online savings are supposed to be great. Uh, I'm sure the deals are good, but, you know, really, ask yourself before you click, do I really need this? Do I absolutely positively need this? Yes, but it's Bluetooth headphones that are a great price. I know, but don't you have a pair of Bluetooth headphones? Yes, I do, but what if I lose them? Well, then, (laughs) I guess I can't talk you out of it. Maybe it's a better brand. Maybe it's a better brand, yeah. Maybe it's something. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, Black Friday... Uh, They said, if you did this, I hate to say this because if people did it, then they're going to feel bad. Black Friday is a terrible day to score a deal on a quality name brand, high definition television. Hmm. Say, wait a minute. I saw all kinds of high def TVs advertised on Black Friday. Yes, you did. But most of them are from third tier manufacturers you've never heard of. If you got a Samsung or you got a Vizio, you probably did okay. But if you got a, well, I don't want to mention other names because well, I get one wrong and people will be all over my back about it. But there's only two or three manufacturers in the world. This is the rumor so, out there that they yeah, all make, yeah. they're made under you the can same do your umbrella. Own research. Yeah, yes, do your own exactly. Research. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that's the thing you should not have done Friday. If you did it, hopefully it'll work out for you. Uh, Cyber Monday today is supposedly the best day to shop for apparel. Hmm. Apparel. Oh, 
my wife got a pair of shoes delivered to the house, but I, obviously she didn't buy them on Cyber Monday because mm-hmm. they arrived yesterday. So I hope she didn't get taken by buying them on Friday, mm-hmm. knowing my wife, who does not like to shop. Um, I'm sure she got a great deal. The uh, experts caution against buying toys, suggesting that two weeks before Christmas is often a better time to buy because retailers start to feel the pinch and begin lowering prices. However. Yes, I know where you're going. Yes. If your child is looking for the toy yes. this year, you might want to go ahead and get it now while it's in stock. Is that a thing anymore? Now I don't that we're know. All, like buying I, I know. Amazon yeah. and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. you used to have to go to your local oh, yeah. retail store to find the Cabbage Patch Kid or right. what, what are some of the other like oh, gosh, automatic gotta have toys? The American, well, American Girl dolls. That was very popular. Like yes. That. Yeah. And and then and then of course the uh, the games the video video oh sure sure, sure video sure. games Xbox, online games Xbox yeah, yeah whatever exactly. you call it yeah, yeah. so now that <laughs> I think pretty much the world is your retail store mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing if we have the Good toy question. that people can't get mm-hmm. but it could become a thing if we have a rail strike wait a minute a rail mm-hmm. strike Bruce what are you talking about that can't be a rail strike didn't you hear Joe Biden say in fact didn't you play on your show in September Joe Biden saying this. Say it, Joe. I know you want to say it. Go ahead. Come on. Speak, Joe. <laughs> oh, this Darn computers. Come on. One more time. Try it, Joe. One more time, baby. He's not going to say it. He's not going to say it. I don't know what's going on. I got everything up the way it's All supposed to be. All the buttons pushed. Yeah, let me try one All more thing. I got one other, one other trick I can play okay. here on Joe Biden and his uh, hesitancy to <laughs> say what I want him to say on cue. He's not going to do it. Nope, he's not going to do it for some reason. Hmm. Anyway, in September, Joe Biden said that he had reached a rail strike deal, that the rail strike was off because, of course, the midterms were coming up. And if they had supply chain issues in the United States and what, 40 percent of our goods and services are moved by rail, well, uh, that wouldn't be good for Democrats in the midterms. People might think "Hmm, Democrats are incompetent or something. Gee, I don't know why they wouldn't have gotten that impression before from the southern border and gas prices and the inflation rate and the Afghanistan withdrawal and everything else. But we couldn't have a rail strike because Joe Biden is friend of unions. They swooped in at the last minute and he solved the rail strike, or so he said. But he didn't because now we have the major rail union and there are 12 of them. That's what I was about to ask. How many unions represent this? Yes. And they all are thick as thieves. They all have to stick together. And if they don't get... Uh, what they want, then if one union is dissatisfied, hmm. then they're going to uh, not agree to the deal. So, uh, of course, the rail people... We have no desire to go on strike. We have no desire to inter- interrupt anybody's holidays. In fact, railroad workers would like nothing more than to be home on the holidays, too. So this is not being used as leverage. That's Peter Kennedy of the uh, rail unions. They're okay. not using this as leverage, the holidays coming. Do you buy that? Do you believe that? No. I don't believe that either. I don't think Peter Kennedy would be doing his job as a representative of the real people if he didn't use the leverage that he has. And he clearly has it because if the uh, commercial enterprise and the transportation of goods to market around the holidays well, hits a snag, ooh, we that's would, not We would good. hope that everything that's that's going to be purchased <clears throat> for the holidays would be in the stores or in the back rooms by now. Mm. What I'm worried about is another toilet paper shortage. There we go. Dun, dun, dun. That one be, will be caused by people January. who fear a toilet paper shortage and go out and buy <laughs> right. all toilet paper. Don't do that, please. So uh, Joe Biden, of course, being the uh, – he's a rail guy, right? Remember we have the lie of Joe Biden that he traveled like 2 million miles by rail from okay. Delaware and he talked to a guy who's actually been dead three years? 
Uh, we have that in his background, and we have him being Union Joe and friend of unions. Here he was. Uh, where was he? He was at some hoity-toity place. It wasn't Martha's Vineyard, but he was someplace over the weekend uh, okay. celebrating Thanksgiving. And uh, he said that uh, he's got his people. He's got his people working on the rail strike. Can you talk about what the holdup is, Mr. President? I can't because it's the middle of negotiations still. But uh, have my, you been in touch with the parties? My team has been in touch with all the parties in rooms with the parties, and uh, I have. Uh, I have not directly engaged yet because they're still talking. I have not directly engaged. First of all, did you hear the uh, long, pregnant, uncomfortable pause? And I'm wondering if the reporters are questioning him. And he goes, he goes into this like, is he asleep? Is he talking? Is he like thinking this through? Is he stuttering in his mind? Like, what is going on for this like three, four, five second pause right there? But he finally got to the point, and he said he's not directly involved in the rail strike. Now, this conflicts with what Corinne Jean-Pierre, his White House press secretary, said late last week that he is directly involved and that he cares very deeply about this. Now, this is a curious disconnect because she never says anything that's not written down for her by someone else to say. She doesn't have an original thought in her head. So if someone has written this down that Joe Biden is directly involved and she conveys it to the American people, which she did more than once. In fact, she conveyed it three times because she kept getting asked about it and she got so upset with being asked about it that she said, I've said it twice. Why don't you know? I've said, How many times do I have to say it? He's directly involved. And then, of course, Joe standing outside a firehouse someplace over the weekend, said, no, he's not directly involved. Pregnant pause, pregnant pause. Is he asleep? Pregnant pause. My team is on it. So I don't know what to make of the rail situation. Uh, they clearly do not need him anymore in terms of they want him in the White House because they'd rather have him in the White House. And he's obviously wasn't going anywhere in the midterms, but they want to have a president who believes that unions are good. They want to have Democrats in the House and the Senate <clears throat> to hopefully get policies enacted that smile upon unions. So I can see why they wanted to play along with Biden's, at best, ruse, at worst, lie that the rail strike had been settled for fear that it would enact some consequences in the midterms. Now that the midterms are passed, however, Despite what the rail executive Peter Kennedy says about, no, it's not a leverage situation. I think it is a leverage situation. And they have the power in this because a strike would be bad for America and bad for Joe Biden. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.